Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM. WFAN New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, over the last two or three months, of course, the, the pandemic has been front and center in our lives. And on the youth and amateur sports level, well, from kids just starting out in sports all the way through high school and college and into the pros, we've talked with athletic directors, coaches, journalists, fans, and so on, about how in the world we can come up with some sort of plan or strategy that will allow our kids to go back and play high school sports safely. So in other words, we've been talking primarily with the adults, uh, those people who are, you know, quite frankly, the main target of this, this disease. But it's it was suggested to me by a few longtime listeners of the show that we have not heard from the youngsters themselves. That is, what, what do they think about returning to play sports in the fall for their school? And I thought that was a, a very, very smart suggestion. And so in today's show, while I want to hear from our usual listeners, I also want to give a, a special invitation to any high school or college athlete who was slated to return to sports this fall, and to see what they have to say. What do they make of all this? Because after all, they're the ones who are directly affected by the pandemic. Our number, of course, is 1-877-337-6666. Look, as we all know, school districts have come up or in the process of coming up with plans to open schools, and we all know that schools come first. Education is first. And sports and other extracurricular activities are secondary. But sports is such a huge extracurricular activity. And I want to find out what your kids are thinking about about going back to play. Now, we all know that sports in New York State and New Jersey will be delayed until at least mid-September. Connecticut apparently is on time, so is Pennsylvania. But we also know that there's going to be tremendous disruption in other states around the nation, whether it's Florida or Texas, California, and so on and so forth. But what makes all of this very curious is that travel teams are back and have been back for several weeks now. Kids are out and competing in their sports outside of their school district. And I'm curious about this because, you know, you know, 
I want to find out, Tim, when you call in, are you excited about playing for your high school again? Are you nervous that you might accidentally bring home the virus to your parents or your grandparents? What about infecting your school's coaches? And tell me also about your travel teams. Have any of your teammates tested positive? What are your travel team, travel team coaches? How are they coping? Have they been tested? And are you planning on going to tournaments outside the local New York, New Jersey area? one 337 6666 I expect to get a lot of calls this morning. Let us start uh, with uh, Jack Smithlin. Uh, Jack, good morning. How are you, Rick? Um... Now, I want to say to our listeners, I don't think we, I think they understand you're not you're not you're a few years removed from high school as a high school student. Yeah, a, a, a little bit. You know, I have uh, <laughs> I have a few years on, on hopefully a lot of your callers today. Um, but the reason the reason that I'm calling is, is, listen, this pandemic is not getting better. It's it's actually getting worse all around. And it's it's devastating to most. And I had the pleasure of speaking to a a very very mature 19 year old that had a quick start I'll tell you the quick story about this kid he's a, his name is Jack Scanlon he's from Suffern New York up around your neck of the woods I guess I guess that's New York state but you're out in Westchester yep. but this kid in his senior year last year had an offer to go play at Texas Tech, I believe with scholarship money. Very good catcher. He catches in uh, Ani Ramos's Catching Academy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Ani's one of the best around, if not the best. And um, I had the pleasure of talking to this kid, and what, what a talk. What a, what, a, what a conversation we had. He told me the story that, you know, he was getting ready to go to Texas Tech right after the amateur draft last year. He gets a call from the Texas Tech coach and said, listen, um, we have a little problem here. Two of my catchers are, you know, um, that were supposed to go in the draft that got drafted decided to come back to school. So therefore I, I'm going to rescind your offer. And, uh, you know, if you'd like to come, we'll honor it for a year. Um, I doubt very much that you're going to get any playing time. And my suggestion would be to go look for another school. Well, I mean, for, for a senior in high school that's, that had his dreams on playing at Texas Tech, what a devastating thing to happen to him. But Ani Ramos got on the phone. I helped Ani a little bit. Ani told me about it. But they connected with Oregon. And to this day, to make a long story short, he's now the starting catcher at Oregon University, University of Oregon, and had a great short season last year. So when I got to speak to him a little bit about the virus, and about what's going on today, he came up with a quote that I thought was one of the most mature quotes I've ever heard. He told me right out front, he said, you know what, Coach Smithlin? He said, no one is bigger than this virus. And I went, wow. I said, that's that's one way of looking at it. He says, you know, I, I understand the severity. I understand how difficult it is in these times. I said, how did you deal with it emotionally? He said, well, to tell you the truth, I didn't let it affect me. I knew that I was not going to be able to go to the gyms. I knew I wasn't going to go to indoor cages and to work out anymore. I knew I had no way of preparing for my college career as an athlete and as a student unless I did it on my own. And I said, you know, that is so mature. There's so many kids out there today that I've been watching and witnessing that really don't understand that there's a virus. And here you are, a 19-year-old kid, understanding, wow. You know, he said, and I said to him, 
you know, we talked for a little while, and he said that, you know, he understands how difficult it is right now, and it is devastating. And he's, you know, he's wondering about the the season with, but there he's flying out. The reason he couldn't call in, he said, was that he's flying out to Oregon today to start his uh, his college uh, season. They they work in the fall. They work at the end of the summer and the end of August. And he says, and we're gung-ho to start. But, you know, this pandemic can shut everything down as quickly as, uh, you know, as it opened up. But he said that it's, it's probably not going to happen in the fall. But he's preparing himself. So I said to him, let me ask you one more question, Jack. What would you do? If you were of a, of a, you were an authoritative person that could decide on what your state was going to do, he said, "Well, Coach Smith, and that's that's a pretty good question. But what I would do is I would try to figure out what is possibly the safest thing we can do, and the thing that I would probably say to all my friends and all my athlete uh, teammates is that we need to follow the rules. If the government is going to allow us to play." We need to follow the rules so that we do not cause this pandemic to get any worse. And I was shocked at his answer because I, I've talked in the past and I've told you that, listen, I've watched and witnessed games. I'm witnessing one right now, a men's softball game starting at the field where I sit every Sunday morning. And there's no mask. There's no social distancing. There's nothing. But here's a 19-year-old kid, okay, still a kid that understands what's going on. And it was it was such a great talk to such a great young gentleman. I mean, he was just a super kid. I only wish him the best. Ani feels that this kid's going to go places. So he's preparing his life through the pandemic or not. He knows exactly what to do, Rick. He knows exactly what to do. Well, and my suggestion is, kids, take, take what this kid Jack Scanlon is saying and follow the rules. Really Jack, follow the rules. It's an extraordinary story. Uh, uh, I mean, on so many levels that you just outlined uh, so well that uh, this kid obviously all set, all excited uh, to be going to uh, on scholarship to play uh, baseball to, at Texas Tech. Uh, and, and in a sense, it's unbelievably disappointing, but at least the Texas Tech coach had the, had the wherewithal to, to contact yep. Jack and said, look, uh, the two catchers I thought were going to go off and sign pro contracts. Neither one of them did. So you can come here and honor your scholarship. But the fact is you probably aren't going to play for much of your freshman year. And the kid had to be crushed by that. And he just said, he, he decided, no, I'll, I'll work with Ani, Ani Ramos, who runs a great, great clinic over in Jersey. Uh, and, and basically the kid ended up at the university of Oregon, had a great freshman year. And now he's going back. Um, and as you said, his attitude is, is one that is refreshing and extraordinarily mature to basically say, look, I'm not going to let this virus get in the way of my practice, my, my dedication to the sport, to my dreams. Yeah. And that, that's pretty, as you said, that's an extraordinarily mature kind of approach. So, so Jack is on his way. He's, he's, the reason why you're his proxy this morning is because, as you said, he's flying out to Eugene, Oregon today. Uh, to get ready for fall practice. I assume that means that uh, the baseball is happening out there at the university. Is that correct? Yes, and he said, but we're probably going to start virtually. We're probably not going to be in classes because of the pandemic. And he says, you know, Coach Smith, and I understand that this could stop or end at the drop of a dime. Yeah. But 
there's nothing better than being prepared for it, you know, and that's what he suggests to every athlete out there. You know, go out, exercise. I mean, this kid ran on his own. He lifted on his own. He set up a gym in his, in his basement. His dad built a batting cage in the backyard. I mean, they prepared. And, you know, this is his life right now. He's, he's from what I gather, from what Ani tells me, he's an excellent, excellent student. And, you know, this kid – this kid understands life, and and it, it, it's it's sad to see that there are so many kids out there. You know, when I drive down the streets and I see a bunch of kids walking together, nobody has masks. They're all talking. They're all sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder. It, it, it's just devastating to see, but this kid has a head on his shoulders. He really does, and I'm so proud to have talked to him. And um, like I said, Ani's producing some really good kids, and not only not only physically, athletically, but emotionally. And and we need we need more kids like this. We really do. Jack, is that 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 uh, that's a Scanlon kid? Did he, did he play ball this summer anywhere? Did he play in a travel program? No, no, he did not. He understands the dangers, and you know, and at the college level, I mean, you know, both my sons played college ball. Alex didn't last as long as Zach did. You know, Zach played eight years of pro ball, but when they're in college, their only summer ball is approved by their coach, and if their coach doesn't approve it, they can't play. Oh. And you know, most of these guys play in these wooden bat leagues. I mean, Zach played in Cape Cod in the Coastal Plains League. You know, I, I believe Scanlon at one point played in a, in the summer uh, a wooden bat league. But you know, being because of the pandemic, his Oregon coach is smart enough to understand that. Listen, all you're doing is is it could be causing problems, and and you're and you're raising the you're raising the risks of actually getting this virus. So there was no ball this summer for him, and yeah, he knew and it, and he was okay with it. He just sounds like a remarkable young man, as you said. He seems to have unbelievable. The maturity. Uh, Unbelievable, Rick. It was a pleasure to talk to him. And as you said, you're apparently sitting there somewhere in the wilds of New Jersey this morning at some <laughs> athletic field watching guys playing softball, and, and nobody – it's like yeah. it's never happened. The pandemic never took place. It's, it's, it's just – and these are our adults. Why can't our – and this is something that Jack said to me. He said, Coach, why can't our adults set the examples? But they're not. So what's happening is the adults at home are socializing with their friends, going out to restaurants and, you know, of course, eating outside, you know, hanging out at, at, at nightclubs or bars. So why, what do you think the kids are going to expect yeah, from this? Yeah. What do you think the kids are going to get from this lesson? So, you know, I mean, right now, Major League Baseball is ready to shut down. If they have one more episode like they've had, I mean, the Cardinals and the Brewers are closed down the whole weekend. There are four games today or four series today that are canceled because of this pandemic. And baseball is ready to shut down. They're ready to just close well, shop. So uh, <laughs> what's that telling us? I, well, and, and more than that, also, uh, Governor Murphy over in Jersey, uh, the last week or so has continued to, to warn saying that, as he says, the alarm bells are going off uh, with oh, the yeah. rising cases of, of, of the virus in New Jersey. And he says, look, I'll, I'll just go back and shut everything down again. I'm not going to take this. Uh, uh, I'm not going you know, to take this lightly. And uh, again, it's refreshing 
and, and good to hear a, a young man like uh, like uh, Jack Scanlon is taking this seriously. He 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 knows obviously it's having a huge impact on his own life. Couldn't play ball this summer, yep. and but he's off to uh, college again, and and hopefully they'll they'll play out there in the fall, and his his uh, college uh, catching career will continue. Jack, thank well, you for, right. for uh, sharing that story with uh, us this morning. It is inspirational and good to hear that this young man who has a lot of talent and a lot of, um, a lot of courage uh, to, to say to himself, you know, to you and, and to our listeners this morning, that I'm not going to let this thing affect me. I'm just I'm not going to let this exactly virus affect me. that's exactly what his words were. Yeah. That's exactly what his words were, Rick. It's yeah. not going to affect me. You know, everybody's in the same boat. So why don't we all start acting the same way and get this thing down to where it has to be? Very, very mature. Uh, I, like I said, it was a pleasure talking to him. Jack, thank you so much uh, for that. And uh, obviously, we'll talk to you again real soon. Uh, thank oh, you, Rick. You bet. Uh, you know, that was a good way to start the show. Uh, obviously, as I said, we got uh, Jack Smithlin talking on behalf of Jack Scanlon out of Suffern, New York, up in Rockland County. Let me take a break here. When I come back, I'll go right back to all the other calls, talking to the youngsters themselves about what their attitude is about having to lose sports uh, during the course of the pandemic. one 337 6666 New York's fan, Sports Radio 101.9 FM, it's Sports Radio 66, WFAN, New York. Welcome back to the Sports Edge. I'm Rick Wolf. I've asked uh, student-athletes uh, this morning to chime in about uh, their thoughts, comments, uh, experiences, and reactions to to playing sports. Uh, as we know, uh, the, the high school sports have been postponed. Many college conferences have canceled sports for the fall. This on top of last spring where sports were canceled. Uh, you know, we, we look, we know that uh, a lot of the athletes, particularly seniors, uh, lost their spring semester due to, uh, to the pandemic. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been devastating. I mean, th- these are the kids. Um, <laughs> I was going to use the phrase that they're the uh, collateral damage. No, they are the damage. They're the ones who lost their precious playing time and their high school and college experiences due to the pandemic, and they're not coming back. It's as simple as that. one 337 6666 Let's uh, continue our conversation with Blake out of Livingston, New Jersey. Blake, you're next up on the fan. Hello? Yes, Blake, Blake uh, it's Rick Wolf. You're on the air. Hi, how are you? Good, Blake. What is, um, what is your story? What, tell me, uh, where, where, how were you affected by the pandemic? I assume that you're a college athlete? Yeah, so I played at, I just recently graduated from Montclair State. I played there for four years, and I played my last season with um, Coach Jack Smithlin, actually. <laughs> okay. and, uh, I've heard of Coach yeah. Smithlin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's a great guy, and uh, I lost my senior year due to the pandemic, so it um, really hits home for me, this that, whole topic here. Blake, that must have been just absolutely devastating for you. Uh, I mean, you said you played four years at uh, Montclair, and all of a sudden this this uh, this virus hits, and you're basically said, well, we're shutting down the season. Um, I know you guys had played, I guess, down south a little bit, and then all of a sudden the word came back to know we're done. I mean, yeah, um, we were lucky enough to get those 12 games in. You know, a lot of teams didn't get anything in. So um, those 12 games, I didn't know it at the time, but it was the last time I was ever going to play, you know, at the competitive level 
and I kind of was in denial, kind of hoping that it wasn't going to end when we were hearing rumors about it. Um, and then finally, slowly, by like April, it was definitely called off. So it was kind of, I was kind of numb to it, I guess I would say, the whole time. So I didn't want to believe that it was actually over when it ended. It's It's going to be... So extremely sad. Uh, and in talking with your teammates at Montclair, I mean, they were they also in denial that, oh, no, this is just going to be temporary. I'm sure we'll restart the season again. And bit by bit, yeah. it just sort of fell apart. Yeah, definitely. We kind of were holding on. Our conference, the NJAC, was kind of one of the com- later conferences to um, call it off and to end everything. So we were kind of holding on that we were going to get something together and we all really tried to stay positive when we were coming home from Florida. Um, coach Jack and our head coach did a great job of keeping us in contact during the whole time, sending us motivational and positive quotes every day. And Jack kept telling us to stay safe and stay, keep the precautions and stay social distancing. Cause if we did go back, um, we were going to have to follow all of the guidelines and the rules. Um, but then eventually kind of just, became a reality that it was over and um, there was no chance of the season coming back. Now, let me ask you this, Blake. Uh, you were a senior at Montclair. Uh, was that one of those schools that allowed you to, if you wanted to, come back another semester, another year to play? Yeah. Um, I have what they call it the COVID year. So if I wanted to, if I wasn't on time to graduate or anything like that, I could go back and play another year. Um but at the Division three level, uh, it's not really that realistic because since I was graduating on time and um, I just want to, you know, get on with my life and start a career and everything, it wasn't in the cards for me to go back. I would do it if I could, 100%. Um, but unfortunately, that's not something realistically that I would do. Yeah, and I, I will... Uh, and forgive me for asking, but I assume, I mean, look, we know that Division Three does not offer any uh, athletic scholarships, but uh, to go back and play another year would mean, I guess, uh, since you've graduated now, to, I guess, enroll in some sort of graduate program, uh, which means you still have to pay out of your own pocket, perhaps go uh, yeah. into debt. I mean, as much as you love playing softball and are good at it, uh, it, it the, the, the practical realities are, well, you know, is that really worth it to play another year, um, you know, because there's going to be a financial burden on you, and, and that's tough. But, uh, Blake, I, I um, have you played softball this summer at all, or, or, or are you done? Um, I actually i am coaching um, a New Jersey club travel team, so like of a 14-year age level, so I've just been – doing that um we've been able to get a couple tournaments in um do you do you guys uh, obviously take, take precautions with uh with covid and and yeah uh, we practice twice a week all the girls get their temperatures taken before they step on the field um you know waivers have to be signed and when we go to the tournaments if some of the tournaments you're only allowed three girls in the dugout when yeah. your team is hitting they're disinfecting the dugouts and the benches in between games. Each pitcher has to hold on to their own softball. There's no, yeah. like, each team has their own set of game balls. The umpires have masks. Um, so they are taking precautions as much as they can. 
for the most part. And so far, everyone's been safe. Everyone's been healthy. So that's good. Got it. Well, Blake, thank you for, for taking the time to, uh, to call in this morning. I much appreciate you doing that. Obviously, I, I feel for you. I mean, golly, uh, so devastating to lose your last year uh, of playing ball uh, intercollegially at Montclair. But uh, it sounds like um, you've come to grips with this and, and uh, your life moves on. Blake, thank, thank you again. I appreciate you, uh, you calling me. Yeah, okay. no problem. Take care. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go over to Mark in in Westfield. Hey, Mark, you're next up on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Wolf? Good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. What is your story? Tell me about you and the and the pandemic. Uh, yeah. So I'm a uh, ninth grader at St. Joe's with Touchin, and uh, this year I was going to get to play with a pretty special group of guys. Unfortunately, due to the pandemic, um, I missed out on my spring varsity season which um, was pretty devastating, but kind of like what uh, Coach Mifflin was talking about before with uh, Jack, he kind of told himself that um, he's not going to let this thing affect him, and that's pretty much what I did. You know, I kind of got on a routine that I just did every day and stuck with five to six times a week, Um, and I was lucky enough to have a gym slash batting cage in my basement, and that's kind of where I lived for those (laughs) months. I was just going to ask you how do you, how do you work on baseball? Uh, obviously, you know batting, fielding, whatever uh, by yourself. But if you have that kind of facility in your basement, that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, but again, going back to the psychology of this, I mean, I mean, okay, so you're watching uh, the bad news roll in. There's not going to be any varsity sports or any high school sports in the spring. Uh, nothing really in the summer, and we'll get to that in a second. But I mean, you just said, okay, fine. At some point, this is going to go away, but I'm just going to focus and concentrate all this extra practice time on my own skills. Uh, were you by yourself doing this? Uh, I luckily had my dad there the whole way, and um, he was there every day for me, and we just worked, and we kind of said to ourselves in the beginning, like, make this like an extra off season, and just get better at the things that you're not that good at, and um, it really helped me a lot and gave me a lot of advantages going into this uh, shortened summer season. Right. And and what about the summer? Have you been playing ball this summer or the travel team? or? Yeah, we have been. I play uh, for the Diamond Jacks, so all our games are at Diamond Nation um, for this summer. We're not traveling. We actually canceled two trips. Right. Yeah. And, and well, tell me about the, the, uh, the hygiene concerns there. I mean, we just heard from, from a softball player, Blake, who said that she's coaching uh, kids under 14, but there's a lot of precautions taken to make sure everybody's safe and sound. Is that happening with the Diamond Jacks as well? For sure. We're only allowed to have five kids in the dugout. Um, there are signs um, where you can sit, um, which say, like, social distance. Um, masks have to be worn, and temperatures are taken and all that. So um, I feel very comfortable being able to play and know that chances are definitely low to catch this. What about the fall? Uh, it, it, we know that sports in Jersey are going to be delayed a little bit. Do you play fall baseball or some other sport? Uh, I play fall baseball, yeah. Um, and as of right now, we haven't really heard anything um, because numbers might spike back up is what our coaches have told us. So yes, we yes. might not even be traveling, which is kind of a shame. So if that happens, uh, and it seems to, unfortunately, it does seem by all uh, you know metrics that uh, the, the, the cases are beginning to surge in Jersey, and uh, we know there's already going to be a delay with sports there. I assume that would just mean you go back into um, into your basement, basically, with your dad and, and practice there? 
That's yeah. I mean, it'd be a longer off season again, yeah, which would be unfortunate. But um, I was lucky enough to commit a couple weeks ago, so now I kind of have that pressure off my shoulders. When you say commit, meaning uh, commit to Boston College to play baseball. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're going to be at BC. Okay, all yep. right. So, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm curious. Um, so, Boston College has already told you that uh, we may or may not be practicing in the fall. Uh, they haven't told me anything like that. Um, are they going to open on time to school? Uh, yeah, when I talk to coach, they say they are, um, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be laughing because it's so it's just uh, so incredible that there's so there's so little um, you know direction or, or firm ideas of what's going on. Here we are now in early August, and uh, yeah, if you're if you play f- uh, fall sport, and obviously at a, at a program. Like Boston College, where you know baseball is a big sport, you would think by now they figure out: a) is the school itself going to be on open on time? Are there going to be the dorms open? And b) what about the uh, the sports programs? Uh, Mark, I, I um, again, like I just as I, I said all along this morning, I feel for you kids because you are the 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 real uh, concern. The real damage is being done to you. You only have so many years to play ball. Uh, but um, let's hope and pray that this thing gets to, you know, finally figured out soon. And if we don't have any baseball in the fall at BC, then at least maybe you certainly will start again in the spring. It's just a, it's just a very, very difficult situation for all concerned, particularly from the psych- psychological perspective. So, hey, Mark, thank you for uh, checking in this morning. I very much appreciate it, and uh, best of luck to you at, at, at Boston College. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. Let's continue with our calls at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's go to uh, let's go over to uh, David in Saddle River. Hey, David. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you, David? Tell me your story. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I'm a uh, catcher at the University of Notre Dame. I'm going to be a senior. Oh, and, okay. And um, this season, yeah. So this season, we only ended up getting to play thirteen games. Um, it was my draft year as well. The draft oh. was uh, shortened to five rounds. Yep. And then after that, um, my coach did not want us to play summer ball just because it would increase the risk of us not being able to play when we get back in the fall. Right. So I was definitely affected a lot by this corona. But um, Jeez. it's actually hey, a little is... funny story. We, uh, Go ahead. We, we is... were in Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, we were in Louisville ready to play. Um, we were going to practice at Louisville on the bus, the whole team, ready to go. And, uh, you know, we get a text, or we see on Twitter, um, the ACC has canceled all games. So bus turns around, go back to the hotel, and our focus just completely shifted from, you know, winning against Louisville to, you know, keeping everyone safe and healthy. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just can't have imagined the, uh, the psychological deflation now, you, as you said, you're a kid who obviously, uh, you know, catcher at Notre Dame. This is your draft year, uh, you know, looking to have a big year and, and getting off to a good start. How, how are you doing in the shortened season? How are you, were you off to a good start? Um, yeah, we, uh, we were 11-2 and two this season. Uh, we were, like, at the top of the ACC. We were having a really good year. So, yeah, it was definitely disappointing. And, and all of a sudden you're told no. And not, not only are you told no, you go and turn the bus around and head back to uh, South Bend. But then the coach says, well, you know, it's not going to happen this spring, and I don't want you playing ball this summer. I mean, so. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So what happens now? What happens in the fall? I mean, what happens, uh, what are you hearing about uh, ball this year? 
Um, well, we're supposed to return on uh, next Monday. We're supposed to start classes, in-person classes. Um, and the, the school was kind of a, a little bit of a pioneer in the efforts to bring back everyone to school. Yeah. Um, and I think they're doing a good job. There's like there's a lot of precautionary efforts going into place um, as far as like masks go. Um, they've increased times in between classes for students to move about the campus without interacting with too many people. Um, so I think they're doing a good job over there. Um, we haven't heard much about what baseball is going to be like just because everything's subject to change right now. But um, we've definitely heard that they put in a lot of efforts to make everything safe. Is Notre Dame, did I read at some point that they're going to let kids, as you said, come back to school, uh, regular regular kids on yeah, campus? Yeah, we, we go back next Monday, and, and you, uh, we're supposed to start classes next Monday. And you stay on campus and don't leave campus until Thanksgiving? Yeah, Thanksgiving, and then we're going to have a little a longer winter break, about two months long, because they don't want people going back and forth um, as far as, like, traveling goes. Jeez. Well, I, I uh, you know, um, I feel for you because I've just said almost it's almost like getting a um, uh, an injury, uh, and and uh, you know you you know sprain an ankle or, or you break a, a bone or something, and all of a sudden your season comes to a grinding halt. But in this case, obviously the entire team uh, was shut down, and even worse, you know you weren't even allowed to play ball this summer. You couldn't show the scouts what you can do and and how how you know how much of a, a prospect you are. Uh, so yeah, now we just hope and pray that you guys have a chance to play ball this, this fall. Maybe there'll be a scout day out there at South Bend. Um, and you just continue to work at your trade and craft and look for next year. It's simple as that. So definitely. Yeah. I, I realized pretty quickly that what you did during quarantine was kind of gonna definitely affect you when you got out of it. So, yeah, yeah. Well, anyhow, David, thank you so much for your for your checking in this morning. And I, I, I just said I, I just feel so sorry for you guys. You are the athletes who have put so much time and energy and effort into your into your careers, all of a sudden to be, uh, you know, be the victims of this pandemic. David, best of luck to you, and uh, we'll keep track of you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Uh, and these stories are, quite frankly, if you're a mom or dad or a coach, Listen to these kids talk about, you know, well, quite frankly, they've been very mature about this pandemic, but it's tough to hear how these kids have just lost so much valuable time from their career. All right, let me, let me take a pause. When I come back, I'll go right back to the calls. Stay with me. Well, you can't have New York without sports. And you can't have sports without the fan. Sports Radio Hey, just a quick reminder that uh, at 9 o'clock this morning, Ed Randall will be talking baseball with you. Make sure you stick around for Ed's latest updates on what's happening with Major League Baseball. Uh, I also ask you to follow me on Twitter at hashtag AskCoachWolf, or you can go to AskCoachWolf.com to read my, my posts, uh, my blog. Uh, right now, we're doing an impromptu kind of survey about uh, of high school and college athletes to get their thoughts about the uh, their sporting lives during the pandemic. We're taking your calls at one 337 
66, and we've heard from a number of young people this morning uh, who've all been extraordinarily well-spoken, very articulate, but, you know, their stories are just heartbreaking. Uh, I, I think of Blake, the uh, the senior softball player at Montclair State who lost her spring semester, and, and uh, yes, she does have the right to go back and play next year, but, you know, it just seems to be a financial burden that uh, since they don't offer scholarships at Montclair, being a D3 program, uh, we've heard from, uh, you know, other kids uh, losing a year at, uh, you know, uh, at uh, Notre Dame, uh, Boston College is up in the air in terms of their fall sports program. And, of course, we all know that this pandemic isn't over yet. I mean, we sort of all assume and hope and pray that uh, sports come back to normal either later this fall or maybe by January when there's a vaccine. But there's no guarantee. We don't know what's going to happen. And it's just, as I said, devastating to listen to these kids. Uh, they're being very stoic about it and just saying, no, I'm just going to press on and uh, focus on what I can do to make myself better, um, which is tremendously uh, inspiring. But again, it's just very difficult to hear these stories. But uh, that, that's the situation we're in. Let's continue with our, our calls. Let's go to uh, Chico up in Highland Mills. Chico, good morning. You're next up on the fan. Morning, Coach. How are you, sir? Good. How are you, Chico? I guess I'm a little bit on the other side of the spectrum. Uh, my story a little bit. doesn't really have to do with pandemic, but it had to do with... My son went to college on a, on a uh, half-football scholarship. Didn't play. Wasn't good enough. Okay. So what we did was we focused on the grades. You know, I understand these kids want to play and this and that and... You know, but but aren't their grades a little more important than? than <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Again, like I said at the beginning, <laughs> I'm on the other side of the spectrum. I guess. Well, Chico, Again, no, my son I, I'm chuckling because, of course, you're correct. I mean, the whole idea of, of uh, college is to have the kids go through a college experience where, yes, they are meant to get a college education and to get a degree and to learn something and to crack open their books and prepare themselves for the real world. And, um, yeah, it's great that your son was good enough to get a, you know, a pretty good-sized partial scholarship to play ball, but you're right. At the end, you want to make sure that he's, he's ready to, to go out and get a job and, and, and be happy and successful in life. So is your point that maybe the pandemic is we're focusing too much on the sports of these kids and not much about their college? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, my, my, again, my son didn't play, but he came out of a university in Academic All-America. Huh. He had the grades, I will say, uh, on his football team. I think there were 59 kids, and 55 of them were Academic All-America. They all told the grade. Well, I, I'm sorry. How do you get 55 kids being academic All-Americans? Just they reach a certain grade They point? were on the football team. All the kids on the football team yeah. told the grade. Okay. All of them. Well, so, me... you know, I, I understand, you know, listen, I'm, a, I'm an ex-jock. Okay. You want to go out there and play. You work hard and things like that. But it's not, you know... Looking at the world today, it's not the be-all and end-all. Again, the, the only thing that I can stress is in my home, there were three staples. And I think I've said this before. Yeah. God, family, and education. Those were the three staples in my home. It had nothing to do with baseball or football. or you know, These are pastimes. These, these, are, these are fun activities. But the real world. 
that's another story. Well, I hear you, and and I, I, I you know, as you just outlined your your triumvirate uh, for your family's philosophy. But let me ask you this, Chico. Clearly, your your son must have been a pretty good athlete, pretty good football player in high school, right? Yep. So, I mean, to get a half scholarship to play football, was he at a D1 or D2 school? Two. Okay. So he was a pretty good ball player. So the fact is, But though, he didn't play. I understand. But he, he didn't play. But he didn't see the field. He, he just sat. He sat no, you know, four went years on the sidelines. Yeah. He's like, what do I do? Hit the books. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. Well, I, 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 I'm a little. Sorry, I, I, I know I'm. Coach, I know I started this. I'm on the other end of the spectrum, and I know I just threw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. I, I, I just sorry. No, no, no. I, I just I'm hearing this because, again, under the 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 overall philosophy of intercollegiate athletics is just that that regardless if the kid ends up uh, being an all American uh, or being somebody who doesn't see the field at all, you still want them to get the, the benefit of a college education. It must have been heartbreaking for your son if he had been a big star in high school. To, to go get a scholarship, be on the be on the team, but never see the field. I mean that that's uh you know that that's tough. That's real tough. And, and, well, one uh, of one of the things I learned about college recruitment is that they need practice players. Uh, yes, of course. Ru- Rudy Rudy is the perfect example. They need practice players. So in my eyes, my son was given a scholarship to be a practice player. To be honest, yeah, well, I don't, but, I don't, you know, I. Don't, but they didn't absolutely. tell him that when he, they didn't tell him that when he came on board, right? Absolutely not. No, he was an offensive tackle. Uh, three weeks later, he was a defensive end. Jeez. Okay. Once they changed his position, I knew that he was yeah. in trouble. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. Again, hit the book. Well, but that's that's and again, make it pay. Make it pay. <laughs> make it pay for you. Make it pay. Again, we're paying. The, you know, they're paying half. We're paying the other half. I. I'm make t- what we pay. But at least your son had the wherewithal to say, okay, uh, clearly they don't see me as being a, a major contributor on game day, but at least I am getting half a scholarship, which is good. But if I better come to reality that um, I'm not going to play much here. They are honoring my, my scholarship year after year, and it's time for me to really focus on the books uh, so that when I graduate, I'm ready to go. But, but Chico, I hear you. That is the idea. That is the fundamental philosophy of any kid you know, going to play uh, sports in college, it's an added on, it's a bonus from their high school years, but to your point, and I understand that. I mean, it's like, okay, fine, you, you, somebody, uh, you got your, your, uh, your, your, your college career got derailed due to a, a pandemic, so basically let's deal with the possibility of focusing more in the classroom. It, that's not when a bad, you, that's not a bad approach. Lemons, when you're given lemons, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Chico, th- thank yeah, I'm, you. I'm, coach, I'm sorry I threw a monkey wrench into the whole No, thing. you didn't at all. I think I think that's sort of a, that's part of the reality that the parents, you know, because the parents, let's face it, the parents are the ones who have to sit down with your sons or daughters and say, let's talk about this. This, this unexpected, out-of-left-field uh, virus has now basically shut everything down. Uh, let's talk about what you can do beyond just uh, you know moping around the house and feeling sorry for yourself, maybe there's another way you can use this added extra time because you're not practicing, you're not going to, to games. You can do things here uh, to, to basically um, improve your grades or do more with your, or talk about your life, 
you know, I talk all the time about uh, having a, a second parachute in life just in case your first career or your first idea, your first goal doesn't work out in terms of playing sports. What are you prepared to do next? And that may be, that may be the real, real positive takeaway here. Chico, thank, thank you for your call. I very much appreciate it. You know, I, I just I think people understand that, that this is a, a wake-up call. If you're a parent who has a kid playing sports and as difficult and as devastating as it is, and it is, to sit down with your youngster and say, look, we don't know if this is going to end, but for right now, rather than just sit around and doing nothing or, or just playing video games, why not think about what would be the next step in your life beyond sports? Why not think about your career, the rest of your life? Maybe there's something in school that really appeals to you that you haven't had the time to focus on because you've been playing sports all the time. Let's talk about that. Uh, let's, let's go to our next call. Let's go to Frank in North, Mass- North Massapequa. Hey, Frank, good morning. You're on the fan. What's going on, brother? And thanks for uh, uh, highlighting my Sunday morning. Yes, sir. So Thank listen, you. You're 100% right, but shouldn't we be having those conversations with kids anyway, pandemic <laughs> and no pandemic? Like, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, the smallest percentage of people going into the pros. Let's just say you're not going into the pros and you're lucky if you do. Like, shouldn't you be considering what's after college? Of, Frank, uh, uh, <laughs> of course. And I think parents <laughs> do try to have those conversations, but most right. kids say during the course of uh, their season, say, hey, mom, dad, thanks for that. Yeah, I get that, but right now I got to I gotta get to the ballpark. I got to get to the field. I got to get to of a course. game. So they don't, of course. they're kids. The kids are still living the dream. They're still thinking, I'm going to be, uh, you know, end up playing for the Yankees or the Mets or playing for some other, yeah. you know, so they don't hear Listen, that, that until it's taken away. Then they say, geez, and now and, what do and I do? That's, and that's what drives them in, in, in the game. No, I get it completely with being an athlete myself, but Never had any delusions of going into the pros. I mean, listen, I, if somebody told me they were going to pay, like your last caller, his kid was going to pay half of my college tuition yeah. and I didn't start, yeah. if I didn't start, you know what? Two things. One, you weren't good enough. Two, they still paying me to go to school at least half of it. I would have took that with a smile and not said a word. <laughs> you know but uh, you, you know what I mean? People are still paying off their college loans. So listen, you got to take what you, they can give you, and if, and if you're not good enough, play harder. Get smarter, do, do whatever you got to do to make yourself a little bit more marketable. That's all. I, 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 I think, and I, and I think this was an excellent way to end this show, Frank, because, uh, and I appreciate your comments uh, and insightfulness, because that is correct. I do think parents do spend time, you know, with their kids when they're playing ball in high school and into college, perhaps saying, look, you got to prepare for the rest of your life. You know, it's just not going to, you're not going to get a, a zillion dollar contract to, to play pro ball. Most kids know that. But until their actual career comes to an end after high school or after college, they really don't see what this is all about. But if there is anything that the pandemic has shown us, it's that, you know, sports can be taken away uh, at a moment's notice. And at that point, it's up to the youngster to say, okay, what does this mean? What can I do to find other ways to basically pursue my dreams and ambitions, perhaps outside as being a, a not, not being an athlete, but doing something else? That's a very, very tough, harsh wake-up call for all of us. But at some point, we all have to confront it. And, and it's something we got to really bear in mind as our kids try to find and struggle their way uh, through the virus. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Connor Green. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He's in the on-deck circle. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.